Nestled deep within the heart of Yorkshire lies a rum so smooth that once it passes your lips, you will never look back again. Combining the smooth tones of sweet fresh ginger, rich treacle and a lick of Yorkshire honey, Absolute Bedlam are proud to be partnered with the true Angel of the North. Two Lasses Spirits. Use code BEDLAMUK at checkout. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Second one this week. We've just, me and John have just done a hot sauce review for Grim Reaper Foods. Which is why, if you're watching this on YouTube, I look a little bit agitated. It's because there's basically Mount Vesuvius going on here in in real life, in real time. But anyway, we're doing a promo episode for Jez from the musical project known as Carbon Kid. So how is it going, Jez? Are you well? Super duper, mate. Yeah, I'm doing, doing splendid. I think I'm doing a little bit better than you are right yeah. now. But um... Yeah, yeah. Thank Christ for milk. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs> so how has your day been? Busy, busy. I know yeah. we've both been busy boys today, haven't we? But um, yeah. one of those, yeah, it's nice to just get back to the flat, chill out. I've just moved flats as well. So nice. same, uh... same. Oh, really? Hell yeah, I'm here, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just spent two days getting rid of cardboard stuff from, like, <laughs> buying furniture from Ikea. I've so, not got rid yeah. of it yet. No. So uh, you're you're one step ahead of me. Okay. We are now currently having this chat on my brand new kitchen table. So I'm hell yeah, yeah. man, love it. I'm I'm proud, but slightly lighter in the pocket. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel that. So, first question I usually ask most guests: mm. How was school for Jez? As in today? I mean, I'm just a little bit too old for it now, but yeah, yeah. Um, how was, how was school was school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, school. No, school was school was fun when I was a kid. Um, it, it was it was turbulent to say the least. Mm. But um, yeah, I moved around a lot. I moved a lot of schools, and I guess that um, mm. led me pretty much all around the country. I had a good experience as a kid, and um, yeah, it was really varied. That's a really broad question, and for a person like me who's moved around a lot, it's quite a tricky one to answer. But yeah, yeah. Um, dig away if you want to dig away. That's all right. I, I find you can tell a lot about someone based on their school life and how they adapt in terms of where they were the emos, the goths, the cool kids, <laughs> the sporty kids. Um, oh. Yeah. So what sort of clique I, I, were you in? Yeah. So I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I cut the line. So my, my old man was um also a fellow garbit by the way nice um was uh heavily in sports um so and so was my mother my mother um was really successful um as a deaf uh hockey player 
Um, so yeah, unique thing to hear on <laughs> yeah. on a on a Tuesday night. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I was thoroughly in sport. So I would kind of hang around with the kind of probably call them the chavvy kids at the time. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, more sports orientated guys, and um, and then at the same time, I was in love with rock music. I had two step brothers who would like um, wouldn't let me listen to anything but Linkin Park at the time. So um, great choice. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so I find I found myself cutting the line between different friends groups and having always been in different schools every two years. I was never part of the part of the crew. I think um, I think for me. I used to consider myself a bit of a lone wolf, but I probably, it's probably in review, it's probably more of a black sheep, to be fair. So, um, yeah, I, I, to be fair, I've always enjoyed doing my own thing anyway. Um, but that kind of mentality has kind of stayed true. I, I yeah, always yeah. stay connected with everyone. I'm not divided by the types of people. I just get on with everyone. That's just yeah. how it is. What was the naughtiest thing that you can remember doing at school? Well, damn. <laughs> Um, it's a funny one actually. So there's a kid who was a bit of an oddball and he was a bit of a bully as well. And, uh, we had, we were all in this thing called, we, it was called separate sciences at the time. Um, this is when I was in school in North Wales. Um, another, one of the mighty fine places I've lived. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were in, we we're in, uh, it was in Mold Allen school in North Wales in a place called Mold, which is strange name, but not far from Chester. Yeah. And we are uh, doing. We had. We were assigned. Three or four of us were assigned to do like a little presentation on um, reproduction and like XY chromosomes and all this kind of stuff. And we just weren't intelligent enough to realise that there was far more to what to it than we thought. We were just like reproduction. Let's <laughs> find loads of gifts of animals doing things and overlap them. So it was, oh, what was it called? Was it Pixar or something like that? When I forgot what the name of the thing was, but we were just basically got loads of moving images and made loads of animals look like they were they were either like getting it off or getting it on. Well, like stop motion. And, um, yeah, yeah, effectively, yeah. Um, it was it was it was clip clip art. So it was clip art moving yeah, images, right, okay. and we managed to put that into yeah, a PowerPoint yeah. presentation. Anyway, this uh, so most of the presentation was that, and then halfway through we were like, right, this guy's like been bullying such and such, whatever. So we decided to have like almost like subliminal, like, you know, when an image just flashes up, kind of like in um, Fight Club, yeah, yeah, yeah. when like random images flash up. We did that, and we're supposed to hit the space bar really quickly. And a photo of him in the middle of like doing some something stupid that we found on one of his socials. We was like, bam, bam! It was supposed to be up and gone, and uh, we did it. And then the screen froze, and the teacher saw it, and the whole the whole class just burst out laughing. Um, pretty much almost got myself suspended. I, I, I've probably done naughtier things, but that's the yeah. one where I'm like, that that's like something you probably see in a film or something. It was just so bizarre. Love that. But, uh, it didn't work out and we got punished. So what can you do? Love that. Yeah, like I say, it tells a lot about someone because um, some people just like punch kids and then they deal with <laughs> the consequences, you know, whereas some people mm. are quite methodical and strategic and... Right, what I'll do is I'll set this up in assembly in front of 200 people and then, you know, just yeah. when he thinks he's safe, I've got him. And I think that tells a lot about someone when they're, like, quite sort of layered, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I felt quite evil doing it, but at the same time, it was it was well-deserved. I've always been a... I like to be... A, a, 
I like to stand up for other people. It tends to get me in trouble and stuff. Yeah, it always yeah. has done as I've got older. End up in bar fights and all sorts for sticking up for people. And in that instance, um, I got, I, <laughs> I got served as well. So yeah, it doesn't always pay off. <laughs> There we go. Awesome. So that's the school bit over. So we're going to promote Carbon Kid. First things first, mm. the one thing that I've got to say about just the whole thing is your art style and your artwork is awesome. Thank I love you. it. I don't know if you can see it on the, the phone, but you've got <laughs> like a house with a little rocket going off over like a sun, sort of savannah desert, sort of Lion King sort of thing going on yeah i love it it looks awesome and it sounds good as well it's a nice little lo-fi you know Thank it's you. not uh, the heaviest thing i'll ever listen to in my entire life and it's mm. also not just like you know instrumental lo-fi which seems to be a phrase that's a lot you know nowadays you go onto youtube mm. and listen to like lo-fi chill mix and all that sort of stuff but yeah, this is all you, isn't it, Jazz? Yeah, pretty much top to bottom. Um, I appreciate the comments on the artwork because I'm not by any means a graphic designer. Um, but that really, it came together. I had, I had a quite a clear image in my head of what I wanted to deliver on that. So I just kind of, I've done a bit of logo design for people over the years and um, just felt like the right thing to do. I think sometimes... I like to be involved in everything, yeah. literally everything top to bottom. Um, and if I can't necessarily deliver on something, I'll give a really good indication of what I want. And in that instance, I was like maybe speaking to a few people, having a few conversations, and I just thought, you know what, at the end of the day, with all due respect, I think I might be able to deliver this clearer to my own division. You know what it looks like in your head, so you just it's easier to get to, I guess. Um, it takes a great deal of time and determination, <laughs> particularly when, you know, foremost I'm a musician. So it's um i mean create create there are creative overlaps but it, was, it wasn't going to be what i wanted it to be unless i did it um by the way if you pay attention to the artwork it doesn't actually make sense it looks good but i know it doesn't make sense because the <laughs> yeah you'll have to really really look at it like the stars and the sun and everything everything yeah. overlaps in a way that doesn't actually physically make any sense but you don't notice it until i've ruined the concept for everybody now so i've noticed there's no windows on the house <laughs> but yeah, oh, well, it's good. Let's just <laughs> the, the, leave the self-deprecation to me, all right? Because I'm pretty good at it, and uh, it's all yours. You know, I do struggle with taking a compliment, so I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so. But yeah, dude, so dude, yeah, best, the best thing you can do. Sorry, sorry, sorry. to cut you off, but the best sorry. thing with a compliment, if anyone's listening to this, just roll with it. The amount of fun you can have. I used to be exactly the same. Anyone compliment me, I, I would curl up into a ball inside and and you know and feel so crap and not really know how to respond but if you just roll with it and be like yeah down down straight this looks good then yeah. everyone laughs and you feel better for it who cares something that made me dm gary v a couple of months ago obviously he's not going to read it let's be completely honest um, <laughs> is there, there we go again see self-deprecating um is nice. he is very neutral so if people compliment him, he'll go, thanks, man, I appreciate that. Or if people say, I hate your videos, you're a complete narcissist, and you're asking people to sell everything in a loft for seven quid, you're obviously mentally ill. He'll go, thanks, man, I appreciate that. 
So he'll just respond to everything in such a way that it's almost like he kind of like just throws it off his shoulder, you know. Mm. So, uh, Stays in his own lane. Yeah. He's content. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's he's done a good job. <laughs> anyway, he'll come on next week, guys. Don't worry about that. So come over to my house. The single. What's it about? How did you come up with the idea for it? And what instruments did you play on it? Nice. Nice, really well structured that. <laughs> but now I've got to remember what, what questions you've asked. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, we're, in, we're in the lockdown. Um, it was the first lockdown where we're all like, Jesus Christ, what, what's going to happen next? Um, are the army coming out? <laughs> you know, it was that, that point in time we were like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Um, I lived yeah. in Nottingham at the time. So there was a lot of going, going off in uh, Leicester. So we really weren't sure what was going on because I know there was some law enforcement going on. So crazy time. And I just decided to attune myself to what I, I feel like I do best. Um, I remember my partner being up, asleep upstairs and she was in a project and I was basically trying to write a song for them. I felt that they had real potential, but weren't, they weren't getting what they, they should have been doing out of their writing sessions. It was very disjointed. I'm a control freak, so I knew that I would be able to get a good concept of what I wanted over and could probably help them find and get through a more refined process. That sounds really, I'm so like analytical and Sorry. I've got loads of structure. So, yeah, yeah. um, and I, I'm quite confident in my work. So I felt that <laughs> I was just determined to give them something that could work. And I remember them not really buying into it. And I was like, well, I feel that this project, what I've done here is something that's not what I would normally do. It's a representation of something I quite enjoyed doing. And then the lyrical content was I'd written it for my partner and all I had to do was kind of rephrase it for it to fit me and then made tweaks and here and there. And it just became, you know, a, effectively a love song that I've written on somebody else's behalf, but then ended up having its own meaning to me. Um, and yeah, the, it's a song about kind of meeting somebody new and going through the exciting experiences. And I was talking about our experiences in, in our relationship and, um, but they're fairly relevant to a lot of experiences. It's, it's like modern dating 101, really. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, it, it, it was divergent. And like you said before, it's not the heaviest thing you've ever done. And, you know, I've been in metal bands and I've done hip hop and stuff in the past. And there are some elements that come through, particularly from the hip hop with the lo-fi elements to things that are, 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 you know, they bleed into this track. But it, it wasn't what I was used to doing. But, you know, the thrill from that I got from working on that track and, yeah, I loved it. Um, but yeah, so there was that process. I basically played all the instruments, um, top to bottom again. Um, I worked with my friend Tim Bond down at uh, Bookmatch Studios in Cambridge, who is um, a phenomenally lovely bloke. Really, really nice guy. We've known each other for over 10 years. Um, lovely studio setup he's got down in Cambridge next to some amazing meadows. Um, you literally can't find a more tranquil place to go and record um the summary vibes just seem to be there throughout whether it was through the recording process the writing um so we tried to emulate that and i'm inspired by bands like the neighborhood and stuff and with all their kind of saturated tones um it was a really exciting project a love song which i'm not used to writing yeah it was, it was a good experience man i can't remember all the questions i've got to be That's honest right. I'll just quickly say it's got a very summary vibe to it, so it's interesting that the location that you wrote the music in kind of comes yeah. through. 
I've never really and thought of music like no. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other questions was, I know that you played all the instruments, but was there guitar, bass, drums, vocals, or was there keyboard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the drums, the drums are it's all synth drums. So it's just me playing. You know, I used to in my my last projects, we I used to do all the drums. You know, proper heavy drum kit stuff um, for like. We had a band that emulated elements of like Taking Back Sunday and stuff. So I was quite used to just sitting there at night, moving my fingers rapidly. And it wasn't all like, you know, typing up as pre-programmed. I would literally be playing it in and then just um, quantize it, you know? And um, yeah, so there was that. And then it, there was that on the baseline thing with the first part. So it was, I listened to, like, it's funny you said it, but I listened to Chill Hop all the time. It gets me so productive um, when I'm at home and, whatever I need to do if I need to do some chores or I need to do some yeah. work or whatever it's 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 the perfect for me I just it takes me somewhere and I get stuff done um so yeah I, I did that and then like the guitars and stuff came in we worked really heavily on the tones me and Tim and I when it came to to doing the like, the next version so we, you know there was probably about five or six iterations of the original track but the core of what you hear guitar bass drums and yeah this this synths and stuff in there as well that all came in like a three-hour session in the in the dead of night, like I said, with my, when my ex was sleeping upstairs. Um, it's no, no wonder we're separated. I probably kept up many a night, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was just a, it was an interesting experience of like different, different, you know, sonics really. I I I'd never never done anything like that, and um, I know I've said that a few times, but yeah, um, it's why I enjoy what I'm doing at the moment, man, because it's yeah. something new, and I'm mean, really enjoying it. Yeah, I can tell in your voice that you're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I play bass, as everyone that's ever nice. listened to any episode of ABP knows, um, and I wanted to grab the bass and play along, and that's when you know you're onto yeah. a winner, when you're getting <laughs> ex-semi-professional musicians just having a bit of a sort of strum. So yeah, you've obviously done something right there. You know what? I appreciate you saying that. That's the, one of the pro things about this project is that I'm playing more intricate bass lines and. Any guitarist that's ever switched to the bass and has started playing versatile stuff, I think you get a newfound sense of admiration for for bass. I love it, and yeah. in fact, um, you know, working on a side project with a friend of mine doing like heavier music, where I really just want to play bass, and he he really wants to sing, and I really want to sing, but I I just want to play bass. I don't care what else happens, really. Yeah, love that. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, Carbon Kid, where did the name for that mm. come from? Uh, I was a bit of a gamer when I was a kid, so we used to play Test Drive Unlimited all the time. Oh, yeah. And one one of the songs on there was it's from the escapism of that game, by the way, because you, you were basically driving, I think it was Hawaii or something, or some island somewhere. Hmm. And the escapism of doing like a long distance drive with tracks in the back. And there was always this... I remember a few of the songs, but one of the standout one was um, Carbon Kids by uh, Alpine Star, who are a band from Manchester. And um, I always get his name wrong, but the guy from Placebo was uh, sang on it. Brian Malko, was it? I've got a funny story about him, man. <laughs> Sean Smith came on, mm, and I know. he played. What was it he played? Uh, we Like to Party by the Venga Boys. He was <laughs> supporting My Chemical Romance. 
at yeah. Wembley Stadium, I think it was, as a DJ. And mm. apparently there's footage backstage of Brian and I think it's Steph from Placebo. And they're like mm. renowned as like the most mundane, like stern people in music. And apparently they're doing a bit of a jig to the song. And Sean was like, that is the highlight of my career right there. I managed to get the most stone-faced people in music to have a little bit of fun for 10 seconds of their life. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That like because of you know that Sean has a million and one stories to tell. He's such a legend. So I oh know, yeah. Such a legend. Do you know funny story? Um in my last project it was called Shadows Like Strangers. We were trying to get Sean to feature on one of our tracks. Didn't work out in the end, but we were working with um, Stu Richardson and and uh, we were trying to facilitate that. But do you know what? Genuinely, from every interaction or any com- any any comment that anyone ever makes on Sean, he is literally a top top bloke, all round great guy. And and I don't think I've ever seen him be an ass no. <laughs> ever. He has a sense of that about him, which kind of adds a bit of intrigue, I think, because he's quite a moody sort of goth and. I think he's mentioned in Sappen in his co-host um, Morgan Richards. Yeah, he's mentioned that he's broken him with his misery. <laughs> Sean's is quite sort of cynical and negative, but I think yeah. in reality he's probably a bit more glass half full than he gives himself credit for. But he doesn't want anyone to know about it. Yeah, but it, it's uh, like yeah. it's it's like it's, it's a sassy but nice attitude. Yeah, and you can't knock it. Yeah, he's a legend. He, he did so much mm. for that episode as well. He retweeted the hell out of it, isn't he? He's a legend. Can't say nice Love enough you. things about him. Um, but yeah, so what can we say? So come over to my house. How has the reception been? Have you had a couple of people message you saying this is sick? Have you <laughs> had nothing? Which seems to be a common thing here at ABP where I just have radio <laughs> silence for like seven weeks. And then people go, oh man, I love your stuff. Like, I love your interviews. Mm. I love your guests. I love the way you interview people. Or has it been negative? God forbid. No, it, you know it's. Uh, I appreciate you. You 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 walk a you know a tough line there, really, don't you? Because I think it's exactly the same for podcasts, really. Because at the end of the day, we're we're looking for listeners. We're looking for people to resonate with what we do. Um, it's tricky, and I've done it for years, and. Um, Albeit, you know, we're in the baby steps with Carbon Kid here, and I say we because of all the people that are involved in and helping me get this to where where I believe it should be. Um, yeah, it's tricky, it, but things have gone particularly well. I'll be honest. Um, you know, I've I've run full PR campaigns in the past, but I've in in this instance I've used. I'm looking to do things more organically. I'm trying to reach people on a far more accessible level just having those conversations a friend a friend of mine called Natansu who is definitely someone that would be worth worth getting on um lovely bloke and he's done everything so organically from top to bottom and now he's part of um loads of schemes in Leeds and supporting the youth and you know and playing some huge shows and you know just played Leeds Arena I see him doing things in a way that I feel like I wanted not necessarily wanted to emulate but took definitely took inspiration from um People have been messaging me that I didn't expect to message me, like friends of friends of friends or people I haven't spoken to for years, who would always go, "Oh, he's in that rah rah metal band," or "He's he, oh he likes his hip hop." Like, is he going to beat someone up? Like these these 
you know, silly mindsets that, yeah. you know, people, you, you'll get tarred with a brush. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I'm getting these messages and it, and, it, and it fills me with a great deal of confidence. I'm, I'm not going to say that um, I live for that, but it, 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 it makes you feel nice. And the response has been good. And, you know, I've been invited to several podcasts and lucky enough to be speaking with you. And, you know, I, I feel like it's going well. And it, it's, um, it's definitely a nice reward for, for putting in a lot of work because it's been like three years since we, we started on the project in the first place. I think it nudges you in the right direction. But mm. when all you're looking for online is validation, there's a lot of people out there, man, trying to do what you're doing. And there's a lot of yeah. people out there that are just producing dog shit. And they're <laughs> looking for validation, even though the content's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as long as ultimately, like... Earlier, I was listening to Joe Rogan and CoffeeZilla, who's a scam person trying to find out who the scammers are on online. And he runs <laughs> yeah. a YouTube channel, and obviously he's doing all right if he's on Joe Rogan, because that's like the most <laughs> promo you could ever get in one hour, really. Um, yeah. And he was saying, I love doing my videos, but essentially I do my videos for me, and if people enjoy them, then that's great. And I think mm. Mastodon have said in a lot of interviews that they write for themselves. And if people come to their shows and buy their albums, that's fantastic. But primarily, they do stuff mm. for themselves. And if people like it, fair enough. So uh, mm. what would you think about that? Is that kind of similar to you? Yeah, look, um, I, I, I know I've alluded to a lot of different things that I've done, but you know, you get, you get to that point. I think we've got access to so many things these days that everyone tries tries to hand at different stuff. And through my exploration through hip hop, I actually met a load of people that were very like minded. And the whole point of what we were doing at the time, and it's a core element of hip hop, um, is staying true to, to things and um, uh, trying to think of the right way to put it, I guess. Um, but you put the put the project first always. Um, you de- I, f- I feel like you have to deliver on, stay true to the art, um, deliver what you want. If you've got a clear concept in your head, stick to that. And if people buy it, they buy it. If they don't, they don't. And I guess it's just I don't tailor my music to what people want. But when I when I hear a reaction, I know how far something can go. Yeah. Um, mm. I've I've been in so many projects since I was young, and and you. You, you eventually know that I hold on to projects for too long at, uh, too long at times and um, you know you can all you can do is I think it's I would probably call it more testing the waters rather than trying to get tick box tick, you know tick people's boxes yeah. at the end of the day where, where's the enjoyment come for you uh, previously I just wanted to you know, well, you know I love playing a good show and I love having a lot of uh, you know either good people I know around me or new faces new faces is a brilliant feeling by the way and it's, it'll be the same for knowing that you get new listeners or someone someone hits you guys in the DMs you know yeah um but at the same time like I just want to have fun and if, if the music's right and it makes me feel good and the people that are involved in my project feel good from it I'm sure that exudes and people kind of they'll, they'll, they'll get that sense from us and hopefully they'll enjoy it too prior to that I really don't care. I just want to make some good music, you know? That's it. That's it. That's what it's all about. Simon Sinek, start with why. I'm not associated with Simon Sinek, but I will be invoicing him after saying that. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, we're going to go to a quick break, just because I'm conscious of Zoom. It's about to kick us out, and I'm also conscious of your time. 
Um, yeah. And I was 10 minutes late to this because I decided to eat a ton of hot sauce, which is why I'm now drinking milk at the highest rate physically possible as a human being and not an animal. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, we'll be back in a sec. We'll play an ad and uh, Jez doesn't have to listen to it. So everyone wins. Right, back in a sec. Absolute Hello, today I'm promoting a product called Set Surf 100% mineral sun cream, safe for sensitive skin and children. So I've got some products here. So we've got SPF 20 lip balm, mineral sunscreen, SPF 50 and water resistant sun cream. And my favourite, rash cream. So when I was out jogging quite a lot, this saved my bacon when I was uh, running at stupid speeds believe it or not and uh go in stupid lengths and uh rash cream definitely helped me out so yeah reef safe coral safe www.setsurf.com shop the range use the code bedlam20 for 20% off at checkout let them know that i've sent you and uh yeah enjoy absolute bedlam and we're back so obs is recording that's always good because when I don't record on OBS and I just use Zoom, my editor screams at me. And I don't want any of that because I've already just put him through a hell of a lot of pain eating Grim Reaper hot sauce. So yeah, do the knee slap and we're back in the room. So, I've got a question which is a bit of a sort of beard scratcher. A bit of a thinker. Mm. Singles versus entire albums. So I'm hearing a lot at the moment through the grapevine of bands now just dropping singles other than or rather than entire albums because apparently mm. people listen to seven tracks out of ten on an album and then they move on to the next thing and i think that's perpetuated by this spotify everything's fresh for five seconds yeah. life that we live so what do you think about that are you happy to drop the singles now and then or are you gonna drop a carbon kid album at some point in the future I mean, we'll see, um, but I am, I'm glad, it's a good question to ask because um, Donnie from Falling in Reverse is someone that has openly spoken about that and says that, you know, those, that those kind of projects are effectively dead, it's, it's definitely dead money to a record label, it's dead money to an artist effectively as well. Um, I don't know if you could probably, I don't know if you've seen the quality of the work that those guys are doing at the moment. Um, I'm a newfound fan, not too sure I'm necessarily a fan of <laughs> everything they say, but um, they release music. I mean, Bring the Rise do the same thing, really. They, you know, they released, um, I think they're doing eight tracks, or they only do eight track projects now or something, I think I think Ollie alluded to. So right. I, I get it because, it, because of, uh, it's the cost. It's literally the cost of everything and all the you know advertising campaigns and if you've only got one song to push and it's it's kind of like you're holding back you you have you as an artist have the control and you can encourage people to listen to more to what you want to you know want them to listen to effectively um i think you compromise why would you put a song out as filler basically is, yeah. is where we're at for that i think like, you know that there's the that some 41 albums that all kill no filler yeah but what is the point in filler and it, you you're it's, again we go back to what i said earlier it's about ticking boxes and um i'm a firm believer if you put a song out you should fully believe in it um and i, I think it should stand alone as a single in its own right so 
you know, I'm not going to say that my music's absolutely incredible and it deserves everybody to listen to it. I hope you listen to it, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I think um, I think it places more value in the stuff that you put out if you're just doing it single by single. I mean, look, it might come to a point where an EP will be worth worthwhile and I guess you can use one song to shine a light on others that might not necessarily get heard, but yeah, I think it's an old concept, sadly. Yeah. But, um, you know... I say that having, you know, EP vinyls and old EPs that I remember strongly, like old Gorillaz EPs and stuff that I will just never let go of, um, even though they're on <laughs> retired format that I'll never ever listen to again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a shame. It's a different time, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got so many CDs in the boot of my car, and I legitimately don't think I'm ever going to need to actually get them out of the boot. And it makes me quite sad, because I've always listened to music in quite a disciplined manner. I don't really do playlists. I tend to listen to an album from start to finish, and then I'll add another album to the queue on Spotify. And then I might drop a podcast in as a sort of two albums podcast, because hmm. I do a lot of driving. So I find that sometimes there's nothing worse than running out of music, or you finish a podcast and you're like halfway to work, because you have to pull over. Um... But yeah, I don't know, it's all escalating and evolving quite aggressively at the moment, and it's hard to sort of give people the correct answer, isn't it? Because you either evolve or die, really. So. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's... Yeah, if the format's changing, it's I guess it's the same as like going from like vinyl to CD, to, you know, or vinyl to tape to CD and, and yeah. so forth. You have to stay with the times, and uh, I think like if... If people seem to have these shorter um, attention spans, then then fine tune it to that, you know. Yeah. Live shows. So, as a mm. one-man band, what's your sort of plan slash idea <laughs> behind doing that? I mean, uh, Carbon Kid was never intentionally going to be a band. Um, not a band, sorry. So it was never intentionally going to be a solo project, um, yeah. but. It took a new vein, really. So I was working on it with Paul, who I was in um, my last band, Shadows Like Strangers, with, and James Hughes, who was also uh, a long-time collaborator, old, old school friend from Wales. And um, the intention was to, to to do something unique, and which we have done eventually. But you know, you know, um, we all have exceptionally busy day jobs, and you know, I'm not not going to pretend that you know I live this like amazing rock star life. You know, I. I bust a gut every day to, to put food on the table and and have enough money to spend on invested on what I do for a living. So it was tricky. We couldn't we couldn't find the time to work together all the time, you know, albeit remotely. It, is, it can be so difficult. So um, what I can say as a positive that came from that was I would go for them to, for direction. But then we've retained this working relationship where. Um, and I have with a lot of people I've worked with in the past who are would literally drop at the drop of a hat come up and support me and you know we'll rehearse for a couple of weeks before doing a small tour or or shows and ideally i think we're going to look at doing some shows either in in summer or to the back end of, of this year and uh, a really good friend of mine ash um emmons he's he played in my last project too he used to drive from south end to nottingham to come and play in all our shows just you know we've got i've got some really great creative and committed people yeah um, so i've no fear don't worry i'm not going to be one of those guys that's got a drum strapped to my back and 
smashing the tambourines whilst I'm playing guitar at the same time. That's, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. my game. But, but I wish it was. Nice. One day. There's a lot of buskers <laughs> in Weymouth. And there's there's a few like that. <laughs> but there's also people that mm. just straight up can't sing. And I don't think anyone's ever told them. So they just think that, you know, going into the street yeah. is don't be silly. Don't be silly. I'm talking about these people that never got a break and they're like sort of 60, 70 years old. And uh, mm. yeah, I just kind of want to go up to them and be like, look, you need to go home because mm. it's not working out, guys. And you see their like suitcase or their guitar case, you know, when they throw pennies in and it's got like five quid in it. And I'm just like, <laughs> It's literally not even worth doing. You can't. You know what? I I will say I'll stick yeah. up for them to some extent. You can't knock the hustle. And to be fair, yeah, uh, there's been there's been many a time where I've had to ask friends. I've 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 taken friends aside and said, look, listen, I see person A doing X, Y, and Z, and it's not working out. Please, 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 if I am that person in yeah. your perspective, yeah. please tell me so that I don't waste energy or embarrass myself, or whatever. Yeah. And I've had so many times where I've got to that point. I'm like, am I really that bad, or is, or, you know? And, yeah. Um, fortunately, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Fortunately, who knows? But uh, they've always said, no, you, you, you're good at what you do. Keep enjoying yourself. Yeah. But I've always, I've, I've, that, that's a genuine fear. I'm sure you need to ask more people. But it's a genuine fear of like being washed up, which is good, good pun there. Um, but I don't ever want to be that washed up guy on the pier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of tune and trying to get five pounds. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, I've got some other questions on another note. Just bear with me two seconds. What is your favourite instrument to play? Because obviously you you play all of it. Is there a certain mm. one that resonates with you a bit more than the others? I say you should go back. I will go back to my last my, my, the last thing I was talking about. Really, was bass, wasn't it? You know. Um, when bass is funky, and it and if you use bass to the to its full advantages, um, it's an absolute game changer. But I love it. I absolutely love playing bass. Um, I never thought I would. Yeah. I borrowed a bass off like my stepbrother, and it just changed the game. And it changed, it changed how I wrote music. I, yeah. I love it, man. I wish I could play drums. Mm. I'm sick of playing it on my fingers, you know, on a keyboard. <laughs> on oh, my stereo uh, and um, desks. <laughs> yeah. yeah everything anything that's a loose part that sounds good when you smack it against something else yeah yeah but um yeah bass man 100 percent bass nice favorite animal and favorite animal noise oh well my favorite animal i've got i've got two animals that i would probably consider like it's the really weird but i've got like the uh red-breasted robin just seems to turn up whenever I'm in a really bad spot, All right. um, and seems and bizarre, but it seems to fill me with hope. And I'm not a very, you know, superstitious kind of guy and stuff, but um, I believe in patterns to some extent, and I feel that they just seem to turn. I remember like one time I was like leaving home for my parents' place after having gone through, run through the, gone through the runner basically. Um, had a really probably one of the toughest times in my life, and come back from a really dark place. And the day that I was moving out from the house, there was three red robins in the red-breasted robins in the in the, in the hedge outside my bedroom window. You never see more than one usually, so um, yeah, good answer, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. in terms of noise, probably an eagle. 
I love okay. the sound of a, you know, that, that screeching sound of a, a gold ego echoing in a, echo in a valley in like um, yeah, in yeah. a western or something. <laughs> yeah, going through the Grand Canyon or something, yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. You mentioned video games earlier. Hmm. Favourite free video games and first memory of a video game like Sonic or something that sticks out in your childhood that made you go, wait a second, you're controlling that and it's doing it on the screen for favorite three games i think one foremost it's it, it doesn't play anywhere near as well as i remember but chaos chaos theory by uh, splinter cell chaos theory yeah. uh it was yeah. like i think it was the first time that it was like a dynamic soundtrack in a game um a guy called among or moan tobin wrote it and it's just an incredible piece of art to listen to if anyone gets a chance to listen to it and you certainly should um um oh man i used to love all the halo games i'm not gonna deny that um and then i my stepbrother would kill me if i didn't say this but i um elder scrolls oblivion dude like it's one of the yeah. one of the best games Everyone loves skyrim but oblivion it was like so underrated it was one uh, i i lit i remember he went to university and came back after like a full full term and i was still playing the same game and i had amassed like you know hundreds upon hours he was like dude have you done anything else yeah i've got um, forty thousand gold but i've got no one to hug in real life yeah and yeah join every guild under the sun and found yeah. every i remember i think i found like 90 percent of all map locations as well and he's like what have you been doing um me. this this is what and, i've been doing and, yeah <laughs> this <laughs> yeah look at my my tasty achievements yeah, um yeah. and what else what you you're saying what the one game that stands out to me most yeah you know what, first actually, memory of, i can't my first memory is actually i think it was i don't know if it's called shinobi it was a 2d side scroll on my my friend's sega oh, god is that a ninja mega game? drive yeah it was oh, a ninja game okay. and you would like throw shuriken and stuff yeah. like that it was such a cool game um but then there's a game called soul reaver that i had on my dreamcast mm. and it literally yeah i really wanted to say Shenmue, but soul reaver was just such a cool game man i loved it my editor's got a dreamcast right here and i remember seeing soul reaver yesterday because i was uh going off oh with uh, dan pike who's an author that we recorded with yesterday in person and he came into john's bedroom which is where we record and he went, what the fuck? You've got a Dreamcast. And, um, yeah, there we go. That's pretty gangster. He's there. I've, I can't grab him because, obviously, it's plugged in. Ah, I'm so yeah. jealous. I wish I was there, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, if you, if you want to donate to the cause, then I could potentially get this Dreamcast out of the bedroom without John knowing. Because I don't <laughs> think he plays it. But he's going to listen back to this because he's my editor and he's going to be like, what the fuck? Give him my shit away. But yeah, it's all good. Um, what else have I got? So, favourite children's TV show? Oh, man. I remember the play days distinctly. Yeah. Um, but probably... Probably Captain Scarlet. Mm. Hard agree. Indestructible. <laughs> Mr. Oz with the fucking green hula hoops. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Wow. I loved Thunderbirds. Loved Thunderbirds so much. Yeah, Captain Scarlet man. was good. 
but Thunderbirds was just on another plane of existence. <laughs> okay. It was next level. It was just it was so cool, man. The attention to detail is unparalleled even now, really. I remember like the intro to Thunderbirds was just this like massive explosions. I was like, right, let's go, let's go, Thunderbird Four, standing by. Mm. Yeah, really yeah, hype me up. Hell yeah! They don't, they don't make them the same anymore, do they? They really don't. Speaking of um, play days and play bus, I have actually DM'd Dave Benson Phillips to come on here. So uh, watch this space, maybe. <laughs> Absolute better. Tour life's hard, though, man. Like, I never actually went on tour, but I can't imagine like. All of the bands that came into my hometown and, you know, everyone's allowed an off night. And uh, seeing mm. Funeral for a Friend moan about their Starbucks not being almond milk. Do you know what I mean? Little things build up. and you're, Dude, it's not easy. You're, we, you're human. I, you know you what? Know? I've, I've, only, I've, I've only done one tour um, with, with, with a, a metal band I was in back in the day. We, we were fortunate enough to play with... In the same tour we played with Marmosets and We Are the Ocean, we had a great time. Um, and those, those are the peaks, but then uh, we we vouched really hard for ourselves and always got like, you know, sweet deals and we're always looked after by, you know, we went the extra mile to be nice to the people that were looking after us. And we yeah. had a really, we had really good experiences, but, you know, sleeping on floors, we were, we, were, <laughs> we had like all bad members wedged into like a Citroen C2 at one point. Yeah. You know, it's a hard life. You know, my, my, my friend James is, a successful touring um, sound engineer and, and tour manager and um, you know these the situations he finds himself in it you know it it all it pays off he has some amazing experiences but he doesn't have to put himself in some, some you know he's got he's sleeping on hard floors or he's they've got no money for for food for a couple of days or they've got you know tw- uh, 12 hour drives where you know you can't talk to anyone but the bus driver it's it's not the amazing life that people make it out to be sometimes, you know? Sometimes a UK tour is literally just a list of all of the service stations in the UK. <laughs> and you end up just going to Weatherspoons and McDonald's. But, mm. you know, there's... I've got an amazing story to share with you quickly, actually. Of course. Yeah, do it. So, um, there's uh, my old lecturer from Huddersfield University. We Sadly, we didn't get on, but he had this uh, pretty amazing story. Um, just looked out my window and it's snowing like hell. Oh, um, shit. Which I did not expect. Oh, I've got to drive home. Um, we're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, we, we are opposite ends of the country, man. We're, yeah. we're good. It's too salty down here. What's happening in Too coasty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People outside in deck chairs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're outside in deck chairs up here. That's how it is up north. Um, but yeah, so this guy was like, he was on tour with Slipknot. Um, this is before he went into lecturing. Um, <laughs> quick change of uh, events for him, I guess. But um, uh, yeah, so the, one of the guys from the, on the Slipknot tour hadn't been in the UK, didn't know that you didn't need a passport to get from um, England into Wales. They were on the tour, on the tour bus on the way, just about to go over the Seven Bridge, pay the toll. Um, before, I think it was the service station before someone said, have you got your passport? Just joking around. And he was like, no, dude, like, <laughs> I can't do an American accent. He's like, no, dude, what's going on? <laughs> like, what do I do? So they get him, they get, they put him in the back of like this, um, back of the stage, some kind of setup, um, some box or something. I think it was one of like, a, you know, like an amp box or whatever. They put him in that, put him in the back of the van. Um, and then um, when they got over to the other side, I think they got to like, they were not far from Cardiff or something. <laughs> They've been in for ages. 
they unlocked the van and then they tapped on the door like they said they would. And then so- someone's got video footage of him just absolutely legging it across the car park. <laughs> like thinking he was going to get hunted down by like police or dogs or something. Amazing. So funny. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Good, good stowaway story. I've heard something <laughs> yeah. crazy about ferries. There's um, mm. bands that have been on tour places like the Isle of Wight and stuff and they've had to get on a ferry to do it. Apparently, I don't know if this is still true, the police and customs can completely break down your car to its like bare components to see if you've got any contraband. And then they can just drive off. And they'll be like, wow. yeah, nothing found. No, everything's good. Cheers, guys. You'd think, like, uh, can you rebuild my car for me, please? <laughs> like, you didn't find anything. Like, that's crazy. But, yeah. I love the fact that they're looking for contraband, and it's a fantastic play on words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Love it. So, <laughs> got some quick-fire questions. Yeah. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Um, oh, wow. Try and give yourself sort of 10 seconds on each one, because otherwise these can very quickly become an o- like their own episode. Um, is a Kinder Egg a toy or a deliciously chocolate treat with a bonus of a toy inside of it? Gonna go for the latter, 100%. Baby. Oh, I need that chocolate. Tastes so good. It's all good. Baby Bell or Cheese String? Oh my god, what are you doing to me? See what uh, I mean. Cheese String. Just, just got in there. I love it. Camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week? Ten. Hardcore. Living in a city or living in the countryside? Oh man, I'm halfway between two. Uh, countryside's amazing. Good for the soul. Watch uh, Clarkson's Farm, by the way, guys. It's fucking fantastic. It's incredible. Not sponsored. Chocolate or sweets? <sighs> Chocolate. Bath or shower? Always a shower. To be fair, but I damn miss a bath. <laughs> Mornings or evenings? Mornings. The f- Get your day off to a first fire. person that agrees with me. Mornings are the fucking one. All of these mm. basic bitches saying evenings. You're wrong. Mm. Mornings. Get up. Go. Do your stuff. Go home. Relax afterwards. Mate, honestly, get out on a run in the morning. Your day goes ten times better and ten times quicker. Hell yeah. Love it. Mm. Mint, choc, chip or chocolate orange? Mint, choc, chip, easy. Have you got any minor inconveniences you want to get off your chest? Is there anything that's currently bothering you, Jez, and you just need to have a bit of a fucking moan about it? Do you know what? No, not at all. Um, life is life. If I have something to moan about, someone will have something ten times worse to moan about. So why air it when we've all got our own crap to deal with, you know? Fair enough. Crap answer. Fair enough. It's fair. <laughs> well, I think the last couple of guests I've had on have absolutely made up for that, and they have gone absolutely mental when I've asked them what their minor inconvenience is. So we'll, we'll have a bit of a lull <laughs> this week. We'll have a bit of a lull. My last one was my shower head moves on its own accord and it's quite frustrating because I just want a stream of water. That's all I want in life is just to get wet, you know? Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) 
I have been. I I moved into a lovely new flat. I'm very very content. Yeah. God damn, is it cold? And I moved. I moved in in the coldest, most snowy week that we've had in years. Yeah. And it's again pro- proven that point. It's snowing, and it's probably going to cost me a fortune in energy bills. Is, is, that, is that is that good enough? That's perfect. I, I, you had me at no. So anything <laughs> other than that is fantastic. It's all content. You know what? You're not the first person to say that. There we go. <sighs> first ever phone and first ever ringtone. Oh, damn. Um, it wasn't a Nokia 3210. I was quite late. I didn't get a phone until I was 16. But it was like, it was like some upgraded version of the, the classic and um, less brick-like, though, of course. Um, so obviously less impressive. Um, I don't remember my first ringtone, but I can guarantee it was crap. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sorry. definitely. Jamster was it? <laughs> was that one of the things? You could buy a ringtone of Jamster or something. No, no, no. No, no. I was, you know, way before that. We were talking. We're not even talking polyphonic. We we're talking mon- <laughs> monophonic, whatever it's called. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it. Made a beeping noise, and you knew that something was going on. I bought my first ever phone because it had snake on it. That's all that mattered to me, and I actually. I had to get reminded about this. Um, my mum mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that I would turn my phone off if I wasn't using it, not realizing um, that people might call me. You, you know? might get on exceptionally well with my. Well, you would have done got exceptionally well with my stepmother. But I, I, I guess, I guess now you just, you know, you can't, you can't live without. It. Everything's on it. You need it. So I think back in the day it was quite easy to just cut off for a bit, wasn't it? So bad. It really. It like. There's nothing that pisses me off more than knowing that I have to go on my phone for basically everything I do now. It's my sat-nav. It's my music player. It's my research yeah. device. It's my email sender. It's my status update. You've seen my Instagram stories. I go hard on Instagram. I can't mm. live without it, and it's it really does kill me sometimes knowing that I, I can't, you know, I can't leave it at work. It's not. It's not. So I, situation. I would, I would say, yeah, much the same, really. The worst thing is when you're on an app and you close the app, and then you find yourself on the app like thirty seconds later, and you don't realize what you've just done. Yeah, Painful. completely. Or you specifically go on your phone for one thing, someone messages mm. you, and you end up dealing with that message and forgetting why you picked your phone up in the first place. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All the time, dude. Anyway, let's get off this because it's negative and we don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, according to, you know, Mr. Showerhead over here. Um, Favourite choice of fast food? Oh, wow. Okay, that's tricky. So I'm vegetarian, so that makes it very difficult. But I had a uh, chicken wrap yesterday from an amazing place um, that, um, what are they called? Uh, man, I've uh, a pit uh, pit stop. It's called or pizza stop. Nice, um, incredible, incredible food. I, I love halloumi, man. So halloumi wraps all over this. Yeah, but I'm gonna just say that. There we go. That's on the rider. <laughs> you play your live shows. Halloumi, all of the halloumi. That's all I want. Halloumi and booze. Let's go. Two more questions, and I'm gonna leave you to it because we're both busy people, operating in the similar circles of life. <laughs> How do you want to be remembered? 
Um, do you know what? This is a really weird thing to think about, but the amount of times I've thought about if I was, if I was at my, if I could have that overview of my funeral, I would want, I would love to know that they play one of my songs. If if my funeral happened, and you know I was looking down at it and my song wasn't playing, I'd be like, I'm not even, I'm not going to pay attention. You know, obviously it's a very unique circumstance that probably won't happen. It's not like I'm in the ghost movie or something, but um. Yeah, that would be bitterly disappointing. I would, I'd love to be remembered for my music, um, but I would like to be foremost re- remembered for being supportive because that has been paramount to my ethos over the last uh, maybe 10 years. I've changed my mindset at, at uh, about 24. So, yeah, eight years, nine years. Um, yeah, man. Got to be good to other people. Give out some good energy. Pay it forward. You reap yeah, what man. you sow. So what you put out oh, yes. into the world will come back at you. Can you be my solicitor moving forward? Because it sounds yeah. way better out of your mouth than mine. Absolute better. Plans for the future. What does the next six months look like for Jez? Uh, well, for Carbon Kid foremost, um, it's looking good. We're, I'm in the studio next week with Tim. We're looking at releasing a follow-up single. Um there's a lot more we can do with what we, with with uh, come over to my house. So um, yeah, let's see. But um, shows shows at the end of I think at the end of six months, so maybe four to six months away, we're doing some shows. I've been invited to play a few venues already. So nice. yeah, we'll see what happens, man. It's an exciting time. We'll just see where the see where the wind t- wind takes us. I don't like doing this because I call it a podcast promise, but I like mm. you. I like what you're about. I like the music. If you come anywhere Thank near you. Bournemouth or Southampton, I will try everything in my power as long as I've got a bit of notice because I do have a kid at the weekends. Mm. He's called Casper. I don't know why I said that. Like, he's just a kid that just shows up. Like, he's he's been on here, guys, you know. Oh, it's you um, again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's him. Um, he um, obviously can't come to gigs, but I will try my best to... to uh, Come down and have a little listen, if possible, within my uh, affordability bracket. Yeah, I've got so. connections in Winchester and Southampton, and some of my clients are based in Pool. So look, it, it's going to have to happen at some point. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely you'll be you're definitely on the guest list wherever I play. Hell yeah, there we go. We love it. We love it here. But yeah, anything else you want to promote? Any shout outs? What socials are you on? Um, it's Carbon Kid UK on Twitter, which I barely use. So stick to Instagram. Find me on exactly the same handle. So Carbon Kid UK on Instagram. Um, responsive. Let's talk. Um, back me. <laughs> listen to my tunes. You can find my music on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, all I ask is that you listen, see what you think, and leave some comments in my comment section because um, that's what we thrive on these days. And tell a friend, guys. So powerful. Share it about. I told you. That it, listen to my solicitor. There we go. Solicitor Ben. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> we can dream. There we go. Mm. Right, well, this has been a fantastic episode and a great conversation. And uh, thank you for the music. Thank you for being so uplifting and putting up with <laughs> someone that's just eaten a lot of hot sauce. So appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. Check out Jez. He's worth it. And uh, I'll speak to you all soon. All right? Cheers, guys.
Spirit, based in Bournemouth, UK. Dorset Botanical Seaweed Vodka. So I met these at Bournemouth Air Show two years ago and I wanted to get them on the podcast, which I've done in the previous episode. And I wanted to speak to them and promote their products because I think they're onto a winner. So this is vacuum distilled for fresher flavors. Lots and lots of different seaweeds go into this amazing vodka doesn't taste like the usual stuff that you get from the supermarkets. It's got a bit of a sort of story to it and a bit more of a twist. It's had some awards and I'm hooking you guys up. If you go to www.shantyspirit.com and you type in the code Bedlam discount for either 20CL or 70CL bottles, then you'll get 10% off your purchase. Shanty Spirit, drink to enjoy drink responsibly. Absolute bedlam.